Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Leela Veronica, speaker, coach, CEO of the Riverstone Movement School. And they help high performers, business owners, and organizational leaders to shift the physical component of their life. Beautiful. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. So good to be here. You're welcome. Hey, can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you with your business as of today and the kind of people that you love working with? Mm. Well, I love working with high performers all around the world. I've worked with uh, clients on all seven continents, even Antarctica, which was really fun. And uh, what I do is I help them shift the physical component of their mindset. A lot of people work on mindset. Uh, But when we uh, combine the mind with the physical form, how we walk, sit, stand, move through space, combining the woo, like you and Katie say, with the science, um, we actually get faster results and we can manifest what we want faster. So I love working with high performers, what I call them the smarty pants of the world. Nice. Yeah, bringing these these two things together, it's so important because just the the thoughts, the perceptions, um, unlocking what's in the mind. Yes, that is so damn critical. But the body also influences the mind, what we do with the body, with our nervous system, how we move, how these things work together. It's it's part of the bigger picture. So I love that you're like you're all about the full, full picture. Yeah. 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 I like to say it's you know how we move through the world is how the world moves through us. And so we can think our way to what we want, but we have to take action to actually receive it. You mean things can't just magically drop out of the sky if I just manifest and meditate hard enough? Unfortunately, no. That's part of it. But then there's the other part. We got to actually show up and and take action, right? Oh, (laughs) damn it. Oh, well. Yeah, I jest, but it's it's tough because there are so many different camps of here's what you should do. Here's the best way to do it. And in reality, everything fucking works. The point is finding one, what's right for you, and two, seeing everything and making sure you do see all the sides of it. So by you bringing in movement into this, it really unlocks what maybe people have been missing before. Do you find that? Do you find that your clients come to you and they, it's just a new angle. It's something else that they haven't really seen before. Absolutely. One of the things I like to say is the issues are in the tissues. And so a lot of people are like thinking, 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 thinking. And yet once they start moving all the actual brilliance, the intuition, the great ideas come through, you can't always think yourself into greatness. You can think and then feel yourself 
into greatness. So a lot of my clients, what they do is they'll show up consistently uh, over and over and over and over and over again. And that's when something pops. It doesn't always happen in one moment. It doesn't have, always happen in one thinking moment, but if they show up consistently and work through their body, the body actually reveals um, what's meant to, to happen in our life and where we're holding ourselves back, whether there's blockages or going forward, the body mm. will actually show it. Yeah. Nice. So go on then. I'm, I'm a geek with this. Tell me the science behind this. Tell me some science behind why this is so, so powerful. Well, um, there's a couple things. One, from a simple standpoint, form dictates function. If we stand, sit, walk with a down and out kind of posture where we're, our heart's really hollow and collapsed, uh, we don't attract the right kinds of people. We attract people who are down and out and collapsed. Um, there's a, a one of the most famous TED Talks, most watched TED Talks is Amy Cuddy, and she talks about the power posture and how with two minutes of standing with your hands on your hips and your legs wide and your, your chest high, you can actually um, improve your energy and, and, and calm your mind and feel more powerful. The other piece is that the body, when we're under, in the stress response cycle, uh, where we're in adrenaline and cortisol and all those other glucocortisols that bring us down, it actually impairs cognition. So we're not as clear in the mind. So people working on clarity, for example, or confusion or being stuck in all of that, it's oftentimes because we're in the stress response cycle and that we've, we have a chemical cocktail that we've drugged ourselves with from stress. So any sort of anxiety, depression, all that kind of stuff is actually often just a chemical cocktail. And from a scientific standpoint, I'll share this with you is that when you've triggered the stress response cycle in men, it takes up to nine hours to dissipate out of the body. So once it's in, it's in, you, you're drugged yourself, right? But in women, it's up to 24 hours to dissipate out of the body. So the quintessential um, uh, story of man, woman, get an argument, man over it, woman, not it's biochemical. It's actually, uh, uh, we've drugged ourselves with these, you know, anxiety hormones and it takes time to get out of them. So if you can learn how to work with your physical form, you can get out of anxiety, have great relationships and have stronger cognition and power in life. And I think that's what everybody really wants. We want to feel that free flow, ease and, and love in our life. Yeah. Um, one thing yeah. you said that I want to just sort of double tap on and, and highlight. Oh my gosh. It's the awareness of what's what my body is doing, what's happening for me personally. And to say that, you know, there's that different, you know, half-life of these, of these, these chemicals that are squirted into our brain that control our thoughts and emotions. It's that is interesting. Those nuances, they may seem small, but it's so important. Um, Katie the other day was chatting with someone about, you know, the um the the cold therapy whether it's cold showers or um, cold baths or whatever it might be, they have all these benefits for, for your mind and for your body. However, I think maybe it was Dr. Huberman was saying about this, that actually in men, it can reduce belly fats. However, in women, it's not been proven. But that was a side note. So it's like all these people thinking, oh my gosh, as a lady, I can reduce this. Like, no, no, it doesn't work in ladies. It does work in men. So there are these nuances to everything. And I find this is number one, fascinating and adds to the, how we can help ourselves. But two, it makes things so much more complicated because we thought we knew the answer and then, oh my gosh, it's not true. Um, how is, how is that in your world where these, these nuances, these things change? We think we're doing the right thing, but it turns out we're not. 
Oh, isn't that the challenge of life? I mean, how many of us have taken a path and then we look back and we're like, oh my gosh, if I would have just done one thing different, I would have been even a totally different path, right? And I think that what the, what the cool thing is, is that the body will actually tell us often what path we're, we're, we're meant to go down. It's usually the mind or some sort of social programming. Somebody else told us along the way we're supposed to do something. So we listened, but we didn't necessarily listen to the body. We've been trained as a society, myself included. I'm a highly, you know, intellect educated woman, uh, lived most of my life from the head up thinking, 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 actually mm. valued thinking more than anything, yeah. uh, valued intellect. So I was completely unattached from my body. But once I started getting into my body and learning how to get in my body, I have a really strong intuition and the body tells me, am I supposed to eat peanut butter or not peanut butter? Am I supposed to do the ice bath or not the ice bath, right? Am I supposed yeah. to take a rest or show up on social media today, right? The body will actually tell me um, if I'm willing to take the time to listen and value myself enough. Then I've got a cool question for you. Okay, how for you, because this nuance to you, how do you tell the difference between something that is uncomfortable that's like, I, I don't want to do this because it's, it's I, I don't like it, but I know I should versus this is fundamentally wrong for me. It's the wrong decision to do because those we can convince ourselves that oh I shouldn't do this or I, I need to actually do this when actually it's the uncomfort that's holding us back rather than this is fundamentally wrong. How do you translate between those two? Mm, this is so good. I love this question. There's a few factors. Number one, um, it depends on if I, if I'm in stress hormones or not. Okay. So if I'm, because I know how to not be in stress chemicals in my body. So if I'm in stress chemicals, my cognition is impaired. So whatever decision I'm making, I don't know if it's actually right. That's just the truth. So mm. I need to take time. So time is one piece. And now if I'm out of the stress uh, chemicals, if I don't have any sort of stress chemicals in my body and my cognition is clear, I can, I can tell I'm, I'm capable of that. Then what I do is I look at my value system. What do I value? Where do I want to go? Where is the map? Like the end game, where am I headed? Is uh, the decision I'm going to make going toward it? For example, um, if I want to have my joints feel good, if I want to have really loose and open joints, I know that even though my tongue might want that piece of cookie, my joints are not going to feel good. And do I value my tongue tasting the cookie or do I value my joints feeling good? And I value my joints feeling good more than my tongue tasting the cookie. Now, yeah, that's, that's a fun example because that's, yeah. that's the, the, the brain saying, oh, back to the, it, it remembers when we were childhood and we got these cookies and these sweets and I felt good and felt loved. And so there is some, there's some mechanism in that it stays with us unconsciously, but logically, you know, my knee ain't going to feel good after this. But it's that battle between logic and what the brain's saying is, number one, sugar is good. Body, eat sugar. Sugar keeps us alive. And the emotional memory. So, oh my gosh, we're, this logical part of us is, is always battling against this, the, the hidden nuggets of where that desire is coming from. Yeah. And I loved how you said this like discomfort piece, because I believe that there's a lot of people in the personal development world and entrepreneur world and, you know, growing world who have been told, um, go in, uh, you know, face the fear and do it anyways. And there's some, some value to that, but I don't believe that it has to be massive because if you go into it massive within this fear, you actually can get like really thrown back, traumatized and get sick. I believe that going into the discomfort 
as more of a baby step kind of thing, like a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, so that you don't end up down this path way far away from where you're meant to be. Because if you take baby steps into the discomfort, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, then you can back up if you need to. But if you go so massively big, you can't back up all the time without having like a, a really big problem. So the going into discomfort, getting comfortable with discomfort is important, but I don't think it has to be massive. It has mm. to be enough so that you can stay healthy and aware and also don't waste time, you know, because time is a big part of our life. I hear a lot of people say they're busy, but it's not really true. They're not really busy. They're just stressed, right? They're in anxiety. And so if you don't go so far over the edge, you don't waste time. It's just a dis the discomfort piece, I believe, is just more about gentle baby steps. Mm. And it's just yeah. great information. It's telling you there's something new, something different. So if you can translate this information, it's huge. I just want to backtrack slightly. I'm, I don't know if I jumped in or whether you finished that answer, but I loved where you were going because how do we know when it's uncomfort? How do we know when it's fundamentally wrong? Step one, wh where am I? That's one thing we teach and forget yourself. It's not it's not who you are, it's where you are within a situation because our emotions, our brain chemicals, our brain waves, they're always changing. So where am I? Am I in stress? Cannot make good decisions in stress. As entrepreneurs, we make dumbass decisions when we're stressed and emotional. We cannot do it in an emotional state. That is why it's so important to regulate your brain, your thoughts and your, and your body. So where are you? Am I in stress? Get myself out of there. Secondly, what are my values? Now you have a a set framework to, to work on. Are there, is that is it just two-pronged approach? Is it those two things fundamentally, or is there another and one? And then the third piece is the baby step. So time, uh, it's, it's, we don't have to rush it. We often don't, there's usually not an emergency. I always like to say, we're not saving babies here. You know, if we're saving babies, it might be a different situation, but usually the choice, you can take a little time. Uh, what I like to say is sit with it, take a baby step forward, sit with it, take a baby step forward. Most people are taking action, but not necessarily listening to the response, whether it be the response of your body, response of your mind, or response of divine uh, messages that you receive. It's the, the, the time piece. So don't rush it. Mm. What I would say is just, you know, go slow down a little bit because you'll make actually stronger choices from a place of full presence um, and slowness, you can make a bigger leap from a slow standpoint, go slow to go fast, slow is smooth, right? Smooth is fast. Nice. Beautifully yeah. put. I love that. So, hey, let's, let's change lanes here and talk about you know, behind the business for you, because this is the Unforget Yourself show. We talk about, you know, the roller coaster of being a business owner. Now, you know all about the mind-body connection. You understand to slow down to go fast. So you have zero challenges in your business at all, right? You've got it all figured out. <laughs> but I'm bum. Yeah, always, always. If there were no challenges, I wouldn't be growing. That's the truth. No, so talk me through this because it's it's beautiful to to talk openly about. Yeah, we know all this stuff. Logically, we know it. Even emotionally, we know it. We teach this stuff. But as we grow, as we continue everyone comes up against new challenges and struggles and things that it might be embarrassing that, you know, there might be things that you teach that actually you hit a level where actually, oh my gosh, I'm doing the same thing. I need what I teach right now. So where you are right now with your business, what's going on you know, today in the here and now that's um, crumbs. You, 
other people would be curious or thrilled to hear that even someone of your caliber is having these doubts or challenges or questions or, or fears. Yeah, I love this. I have a lot of people that will say to me like, oh, you're doing so many great things. You have it all together, right? And I always giggle because I'm like, oh, yeah, the only new, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it seems that way because of my, the, the projection that I put out there and the, 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 what I choose to put out there. But the truth is, you know, I'm a, a lifelong uh, high achieving academic type. And I've always wanted to be seen as smart and, and wise and giving. And I, um, I've been in a business about a decade now, and I've spent years doing uh, embodiment coaching. And um, I did uh, years of business coaching. I ran some high-end masterminds. And uh, my genius zone is really much more about the body. And my, my fear as I was going uh, and through my business and my coaches and my mentors where I was like, you need to create your own modality. You need to have your own thing. And I was like really scared to create it. I was always like trying to create something and making notes and systematizing and all of this stuff and trying to find quote, like the right thing to bring forward. Mm. And, and I had this um, uh, fear of letting go of these masterminds, these strategies that I was teaching people around making money um, because I wanted to do more of the embodiment work, but I was scared that if I did that, I would be um, put into the like fitness instructor kind of uh, mm. world and seen as not as smart, um, not as valuable, right? And uh, that has been, you know, something that I have battled probably my whole life of wanting to like prove myself that I'm smart enough. Right. Okay. So by, yeah. by, by switching and finding what it is that you truly, where your gift is, what you're passionate about, how you can be unique and beautifully, authentically yourself by doing this, it raised those questions of who, who am I? How am I going to be seen? Uh, what will they think of me? Um, because of the work you've done in the past, that must be that must have been very confusing at the time because you've, you've dealt with this. You Logically, oh my gosh, of course, you're the best person to do this. But those voices, they don't care about your background. They don't care if you can logify your way through this. It's, yeah, it's still there. So how was that for you? It was hard. I would say it was about, I mean, it's it's been about a, a five-year process um, to to really step into it. And I've only in the last year fully embraced bringing my modality out there, bringing a whole new business brand out there. Um, and what I would say is that, uh, I would say the hardest part of it all is that I've had so many people around me tell me that this is what I need to be doing. My, my, my best friend colleague always says, you're in your angel energy when you're doing this. I've, you know, I've spent half a million dollars on mentors and coaches and programs and all of this and my friends and my loved ones and, and my sweetheart just telling me. So all of these people from the outside telling me my gifts and then still having resistance to really stepping into it and owning it and bringing forward. It's I think tough. that's the hardest part is hearing it from others mm. and still not doing it. I had this same conversation with Katie just last night. The fact mm. that we were joking and laughing about this. And it's like, I, I, I sometimes can't see when I'm 
when I'm in my area of, of, of genius, when I'm enjoying what I'm doing, I still question, did I add value? Was that really the, was it the right place? Who am I to do this? All these questions still come in. And it's hilarious when it's from the outside, it's like, are you kidding me? Did you not see that? Were you not there? All your friends, all your colleagues, all your clients telling you the same thing. Yet, again, there's something in there that, that stops us from fully digesting and fully hearing. So on that kind of thread, it took you a while to get there. What were you avoiding? I was avoiding feeling valued for who I really am. Instead of feeling valued with a hat on, with a, a mask on of sorts, thinking, well, if I, if I do this other thing, I know people will value me, right? If I help people make money, people will pay me money. If I create systems and strategies and all this like intellectual heady stuff, mm. that's the value add, right? Not necessarily for bringing my own um, voice, my own ideas and my own energy. Just uh, who I am, just by itself is enough. Really, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. It's like mm -hmm. vulnerability. So, it, it, is it the vulnerability of if I come across and just be completely without the other systems, without regurgitating, without these other things? So it's your modality. It's your place where you're just like, this is, this is the best thing for my my people, my audience. There's nowhere for you to hide. So that what we call emotional immunity to hold space for, yeah, yes, I do this. This is who I am. And be able to take all the good and the bad, because there's always some nutcases out there that think, you know, you're not the right person, and that's great. But yeah, to hold that space, it is so vulnerable. So how did you lean into that? Mm -hmm. Or, or you, honestly, are you still leaning into that? Is it, is it, does it just take time? I, uh, I've leaned in. I'm, I'm, I've leaned in. I'm fully there now. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I've, I've chosen. It's like I said, it's taken me about, you know, a handful of years to really do it, but I have a really good support system to be honest. Um, that's a big part of it. Um, my, uh, sweetheart helped me, uh, lots and lots of hours talk this through and gave me a lot of support, you know, at home, um, gave me its visual branding, uh, the visuals have really helped me um, own it. I, you know, I created a new business name. I really just took action. And then the other piece, like I think any service-oriented person, is that I've been able to share with my community and have clients all around the world. And when I get the responses from people and get the results and get the, the joy, um, it's been much easier. It's like, oh my gosh, why wasn't I doing this a decade ago? <laughs> right. And so I've definitely leaned into it, owned it. Uh, I'm training teachers in my own in modality now and everything, but it, it took my personal love to say to me, this is what you need to do. Honestly, like I've had all the coaches and the mentors and all the things, but it was in my personal life. Someone saying it's time. And me being really seen in a vulnerable way um, uh, at home to say, okay, I'm going to let go of trying to be smart. And I'm going to really rest into um, uh, bringing out the, the essence of who I am. 
Um, and once I really was like ready to do it, everything just, it's been like a, a snowball effect. It's been beautiful. Um, but it was really me being vulnerable in my personal life, to be honest. Uh, I've never shared that before. Um, but it was me being vulnerable in my personal life and him saying to me, it's time. And I was like, I had to really surrender and let go. And, and you know, I've softened in my business. I've softened in my, my, my body and my love life, everything because of it. Because I said, okay, I guess I'll let go of trying to be smart. <laughs> oh, and when we let go of that resistance, because you must have had some resistance that it might have felt like it's the right thing or there's this, this shield or the protection of the, the, the modalities that you were teaching, how you were living, to be able to completely release, to be able to completely unforget yourself, to realize that you matter, what you're about does actually matter and find that authenticity, find that alignment fuck, things just become so much easier, so much more fun once you find that. I think we, we started this episode talking about the, the body and how do you know when it's uncomfortable? How do you know when it's the wrong thing? How about we flip that? How do you know when it's right? When things become more playful, when things become easier, when things are just damn fun and then, then things, as we said before, drop in from, from the heavens. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I would say the first thing, like you said, is more fun. It's so much more fun. I mean, if you were to see me after every time I, you know, I, I teach these classes or I coach my clients, around, I mean, I am just bright and bouncy and, you know, just like a, like Tigger, you know? Um, uh, so the fun factor is there. My, like my, literally my physical form is different. I'm, my face isn't as harsh. Like I'm not holding it all together. Um, and being kind of like that boss babe, I'm more like the fluey, the fluid, soft, flowy girl that I'm meant to be. And, you know, as, lots of people would call me that boss babe still, but it's a very different energy and a different tension. And I don't have as much tension in my body. I actually, I didn't even realize I wasn't sleeping as well as I do, but I sleep even so well now. Right. So it's, it's, um, and the neat thing is, is that I don't, like the people that I'm attracting and that are wanting to do this with me are different. They're so much more open and willing and, and mm. grateful. I, I have such the, my clients are so grateful and they're, and they're having fun and they're like lighting up their inner child, playful lightness, you know? And so I'm not saying everybody has to be the playful light airy girl, but what I know is that when we're in alignment with like our essence and what we're supposed to be doing, um, we don't feel that like hardcore press, that hold fast kind of feeling. Um, it's more uh, you, you wake up and you see what happens and you have fun through the process. And that's been um, something that I'm really grateful for. And I will continue to, I know, experience um, and grow into more and more and more as I let go and surrender that kind of having to be smart thing. Awesome. So be more Tigger, less Eeyore, right? That's kind of the gist of it. <laughs> Yeah. And I would say for me, it was less owl, like pontificating, Uh huh. you know, the, the smart pontificating glasses owl, definitely not the, you know, the Eeyore, but definitely like so much more Tigger energy and even poo, you know, I like to say poo, um, he has all the honey and he gets invited to all the parties, you know? <laughs> so that's, it's definitely much more poo and Tigger and less Eeyore and owl for sure. Love that. Um, what advice would you give an entrepreneur out there who is 
who is trying to find their authenticity maybe they maybe they know what it is but fuck it's scary or what will people say um or but all the gurus say i have to do it this way and i have to hustle this way and i have to do all these other things what would you say to someone who may be on the cusp of actually letting go and finding that number one we all know um if we're if we slow down and breathe and listen to ourselves we actually know um i know it's not always easy to find that space so i just want to put that out there the truth is we know we all know um it's inside of us and so we do have to slow the mind down get into the body breathe right tap into ourselves so if, it, if it's a struggle, right, to, to find that, you do need a good support system, whether it be your, your friends, your family, your colleagues, your mentors. There are people out there who will help you see your ingredients, even if you can't see them yourself. So really being willing to receive from others and then uh, believing it and taking action on it. Um, so I do believe we all really know what we're meant to uh, do at any one time. It can change over time, but we really do know there's a fear there sometimes. Uh, but to have faith in yourself, we often need other people. We're not meant to do it all alone. So if you're sitting trying to figure it out on your, on your own and it's not working, get some help. <laughs> Find some people. Uh, you probably know some people already, or you guys are here. We're all here for you. But But get some people around you who are willing to share what they see in you. And then when they do be willing to take action on it. Beautiful. Love yeah. that. It is, it can be so, so lonely as an entrepreneur and it can be so scary, especially when businesses it's yes. Most people listening, probably there's passion projects. They're doing things that are close to their heart or there's a need to help other people, but it comes down to money. Money makes the world go round. We do need it. It is a resource. It's okay to want it. But it's a struggle when all these decisions, all these heart decisions have a money aspect to it. And that's where we can start to be torn and unsure and maybe just fucking scared. Yeah. It takes a deep level of trust to move forward in business um, because fear does arise. And so that's why I'm all about getting present, right? Getting in the body. I know, I know for the head is the only thing that creates the fear around the money and the gifts and everything we're bringing forward in the world. And so the, 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 the more we can get, you know, into our body and trust, deep trust and taking action with that trust with, you know, knowing that it's going to work out, even when it's scary, <laughs> it's a huge, I commend anybody who chooses entrepreneurship. I think entrepreneurship is one of the most um, powerful ways to develop yourself as a person. And so I want to say it's brave, it's courageous, and I commend you if if you've chosen to, to take this um, as a path of development for yourself. Yeah, you're all goddamn crazy. God <laughs> love you. Yes, that's what it's all about. So, hey, <laughs> Lita, thank you so much for sharing behind the scenes of your business. Thank you for sharing the, the mind-body connection because the mind is screaming, ah, but the body's like, what, what, there's no fire, everything's fine trying to put these things to together is is so huge so thank you so much for sharing
Thank you, Mark. This is great. I really love what you and Katie are doing and helping people all around the world. And what a blessing. And you've but you've brought um, such great energy to to your podcast. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. Look, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? You can go to riverstonemovement.com, riverstonemovement.com. Awesome stuff. Everyone go check that out. Leela, again, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Mark. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. <laughs>